yes, 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 Sports podcast. Sports podcast. It's podcast with balls about balls, and I'm your host. Dallas, 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 it's now it's like a big facts in full effect. Go ahead, Willie. You gotta come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, I, guys. Ain't, I ain't got shit. <laughs> it's, it's me it's, again. What's up? It's just Willie. <laughs> just Willie. Oh, um, man. Everything good? Everything is great, man. Just we almost done with school. It's cool. Yeah, man. School year is almost over. You know, it's been a stressful year. You know what I'm saying? But um, happy to be making it out. As you guys can tell, Buddha and Dylan are both unavailable, out of town, taking care of some business. You know what I mean? Family orders and, and you know, business orders and whatnot. So shout out to the boys. Uh, safe travels and safe return back so we can get back at it next week. For you sure. know but you know we got we got Willie in the tuck. You know what I mean? Willie out here yeah. trying. To- <laughs> yes, sir. What's up with it, man? What's up with it? Anything? Anything Still. new? Far in the sports world, I already know what you want to talk about. So the Brody, we gotta I'm talk like about the Brody. The yeah, Brody. The Brody. Russell. I already know. That's all I gotta what say. A- okay. What about Russy? Broke the triple double record. Over 60 years, over 60 yeah. years ago, you know, yeah. the, I don't think we, I mean, we could see somebody break it, but at, for right now, I see that being a long lasting record in the league. The thing, I mean, definitely. Like the things Russell Westbrook is able to do as far as, you know, fill the stats, but also contribute to the game is crazy. Like four seasons of triple doubles, being like just straight triple doubles. Like we're not, I don't think we're. I don't, I just don't see us seeing that again. You know, at least for a while. You know, just averaging a triple double. Like he could not play again the rest of the season, still happy. You know, the things he's doing is crazy. But you know, I will say it also doesn't contribute to the um, the record though. Clearly. Right. I, I feel as though, you know, what, what it boils down to for me is I just wish he could win more. Right. I feel like I feel like he, he goes to places and like he he uh, he does well. Right. His stats is always good. It's always good without a shadow of a doubt. But it's like they don't lead to wins all the time, especially especially when it matters. Like he's he's uh Let's think about it. So outside of outside of when he's had Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. He's had um, he had Harden at one point in time. I mean, his finishes. They were done in the finals. 
they went to the finals that one year and then they went to the conference finals and was one win away from getting to the finals and beating that the Steph Clay team. Yep. And then yeah, after that, after that, KD left. I think they didn't get out the first round for like that first year, made it to the conference semis that second year. Mm-hmm. And that's Paul George and they underperform. And he goes yeah. to Houston, they underperform. And now he's at Washington and Washington has kind of found their groove. But well, as of it, lately, yes. Yeah, it, it just, you know, his his play style, which is the question that's got to be asked, does it does it lead to wins? Like, is that is that something that hurts him in the long run? I feel like it does hurt him in the long run, you know. But at the same time, like watching the games, like, and I don't know if it, I don't know if it was just like, you know, now that he's with Washington. But I watched the, I watched the game where he broke the record the other night. If Westbrook's not in, they can't even buy a basket. Right. You know, like they don't, they don't know what to do on the floor. They just running all over the place. But when he's in, it's like a totally different basketball team making cuts, making all these incredible plays, you know. If he could play 48 minutes, they, you know, they might their record might be different. Right. I mean, crazy thing is, is although he doesn't get wins like that, what's very interesting in, a, in the stat that I wanted to share, um, you know that I don't know how recent this is. This might have been as recent as right before his record. Um his his win loss record during games where he has a triple double is one thirty six and forty six. Wow, look at that! So you get a triple double, I'm most likely going to win you the game. Yeah, yeah. So he, I mean, he okay. gets you in that regard, but it, for some reason, like the playoffs is where yeah. where matters, right? I mean, let's let's kind of look at it. What year did he end up leaving the Oklahoma City? Thunder. I believe it's um, 2019. After 2019. the 2019. So after I would the 2019 say season. So his last season was 18-19. 18-19. So and Durant yeah. leaving, what is that, 15-16? Yeah. Yeah, 15-16. So you have after he leaves and the team is his, um, they lose in the first round, they go 47 and 35. It wasn't much on that roster, though. Right. 2017, 2018, 48 and 34. They lose in the first round. 2018, 2019, they go 49 and 33. They lose in that first round. And then that next year is the year that Chris Paul comes, right? Yes. Okay. So then he goes to the Rockets. And there, that team is is decently, they were decently formidable during those two years that he was there. I agree. Um, it's a roster. Um, and their yearly record, 2019-2020, they went 44-28, and 28, which was a pretty drastic drop from the years before. That first year, they went 65-17, and 17, and that next year, they went 53-29 and 29 to go 44-28 and 28 that following yeah. year. And then Rusty Lee's he's, he's with, he's with the Wizards. So, you know, the thing about it is, is that, yes, it's, it's, it's conducive to wins in the regular season, but it just doesn't seem to translate in the playoffs. Um, and I'm trying to think of players in any sports that's like that, where they're giving you regular season brilliance, but it just doesn't translate in the playoffs. And then I'm trying to find I – mean, I'll probably have to say 
Allen Iverson comes pretty close. Yeah, I would say, yeah, AI. Allen Iverson comes pretty close. I'm trying to think in the NFL. I almost said Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson. I almost, I, well, I did. I almost, I was going to say Russ, you know. I was also thinking low-key Aaron Rodgers. Oh, see, and Buddha's not here to defend that. <laughs> but you might be on to something. I mean, so Aaron Rodgers is an interesting anomaly, right? Um, Aaron Rodgers, in a sense, can be put in the same category as a Russell Westbrook because they do very phenomenally in, in the, the in the regular season. However, their season by season, like when they go into the playoffs, they tend to not do the best. But let's let's take a look. Aaron Rodgers got into the league what year? That was two thousand and well, his five was two thousand and was two thousand and was it two thousand five? Was it? Yeah, two thousand five because he's in the same draft class as Alex Smith. Okay, his first year, his first year playing was what? Two thousand seven was his first year playing. Maybe two thousand eight. Mm, yeah, it might be it might be 2008. I'm taking a look right now. Um but I I think that's very interesting how you have have Aaron Rodgers in that same category because although some people will disagree with you, 2008 they're free to go 6 and 10. Then they go 11 and 5 that next year they lose in the wild card wild card playoffs. And that was a crazy game. I don't mm. know if you remember was that, that against the Cardinals? Into overtime. Yes. And it's a wild game. Fitzgerald went off. That game was like 51 45 or 51 yeah. 46. Like that. That was a crazy so, game. That was a crazy game. Um, 2010, that next year, they win the Super Bowl. So okay. in Aaron Rodgers' second year, they get to the Super Bowl, they win the Super Bowl. So the difference between him and Russie at this point is Russie doesn't win the ring, but he definitely gets to the finals within like that first three to four years in his career. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that team, that, that Packers team was loaded. 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 A lot of people don't understand how loaded that team was. Like that team had Aaron Rodgers, they had John Kuhn, who was nasty. Um, James Donald Driver, he was good. Donald Driver, Grant Jennings, James Jones, Jordy oh. Nelson. Um, they had Andrew Corliss. Corliss was nasty. That defense was super loaded. Um, they had BJ Najee. I don't know if you remember him. Yes, D tackle was crazy. Yes, they had Nick Collins. They had Charles Woodson. They had Trayvon Williams. They was loaded, bro. Exactly. And that was prime Tremont Williams, too. Not and, the scrub that was in Baltimore last year. Right. And mm-hmm. and their injuries, their injuries show you how loaded they were because their IR list was like Brady Poppinger, who was nice. Um, Ryan Grant, who at the time was like a top um, ten running back. Right. Nick Barnett, who was a good inside linebacker. Jermichael Finley, who was a good tight end. Tight end, yeah. Those guys were injured. Remember, they still had AJ Hawk and Clay Matthews. Yeah, exactly. So that that <laughs> team had that team had a little. They had a little stick, right? So then the next year after that, um, they went fifteen and one, and they lose in the divisional playoffs. Aaron Rodgers makes an MVP. They go fifteen and one. They lose in the divisional playoffs to the, to the um, Giants. The next year after that, they get first in the AFC North, first in the AFC North, first in the AFC North. They lose in the divisional playoffs, wild card playoffs, NFC Championship, respectively. Um, they lose divisional playoffs again, losing the NFC Championship to the Falcons. The next two years, Aaron Rodgers deals with injuries; they don't do as hot. And then you have 19 and 20, where they go back to back NFC Championship games. So he gets you to the championship game, and that's okay. something you can say they get there because so far it's one, two, three, four. 
four NFC Championship losses on yeah. Aaron and Rodgers' plate right now. So it's a good comparison because I guess the lack of Super Bowl wins, but he does have far playoff runs. Yeah, the playoffs have far playoff runs. Yes, they are definitely further. But I mean, that's very interesting that you have Aaron Rodgers and Russell Westbrook in the same category. I want you to remember that. Hold on to that because we got it. We got to get yeah. on that because you know Buddha's team Rodgers. I know he's, he's gonna rip me one. Yeah, I mean he might. He might not. I mean, <laughs> he's, I'll say this: he's he's not super biased to Aaron Rodgers, but I think what what it is for him when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, I think like, and I agree with him to that extent, I think because he only has the one Super Bowl win and we're comparing him to Tom Brady, who nobody's ever had seven Super Bowl wins, six Super Bowl wins, we take a lot away from Aaron Rodgers because of that. But it's like, outside of of Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, who in the Tom Brady era has multiple Super Bowl rings? No one. That's my point exactly. I mean, he's prevented a so, lot of yeah. rings. I mean, he just he just prevented Aaron Rodgers from getting to the Super Bowl. And I think because of the injury to the Chiefs, I think that Packers team beats the Chiefs personally. I think that those, those O-line, he's prevented that. Russell Wilson from having two rings. Yeah, he prevented, um There's another quarterback that could have multiple rings that don't. So Aaron Rodgers Mark Wilson, really – Jesus. <laughs> Mark Sanchez made it to an AFC championship game. Also, no, twice. Twice. That's and true. Twice. That's two times. And the good defenses, good special teams. He he was a good game manager at the time. At the time. He fell City. Off, but you know what I'm saying? But it's absolutely it's absolutely out of control. The like Tom Brady definitely has a Michael Jordan effect where you can think of players whose legacies are a little tarnished mm-hmm. have those Super Bowl wins or like Matt Ryan, like how do we talk about Matt Ryan if he has a Super Bowl win? He won the MVP that season that he loses to Brady. We tend to forget that because of the comeback. I agree. Matt Ryan had one of the best seasons of his career. Yeah, I think he had one of the best seasons ever. I think you could put ever, him down to yeah. 25 season for a quarterback. His numbers were absurd yeah. that year, to yeah, be honest. He, 5,000 yards. He, I think he had like 48 touchdowns, something crazy. He, 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 had, he, had, he had the stats. You know what I'm saying? He had yeah. a healthy. And honestly, that Super Bowl loss is not his fault. They stopped throwing the ball. Yeah. They stopped throwing the ball, and then they started throwing the ball at all the wrong times. Too late. Too late. They, yeah. just, they just chose the wrong times to do those plays. Um, yeah. Julio was unstoppable. They should have never stopped throwing to him because they were playing Julio the whole game, and Julio still had hella reception. So, you know, there's there's that. Um, but, you know, it's definitely interesting. I, I like that, that – uh, parallel that you made. I really want to carry that into next week. But speaking of Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if you heard, but the Packers picked up Blake Bortles today. I did see that on JPA football. Check them out on Twitter. And so um, what do you what do you think? What do you think of that? Do you think do you think that's do you think that's signs leading to Rodgers eventually leaving or do you think it's just to have a backup? Like what what is your opinion? I think it's um I think it's a little bit of like a smoke screen. You okay. Know, like it's like a, all right, you know, like this is just like an in case of emergency, like you know, right. If right. if he does leave, you know, we got somebody who maybe starts week one for us because clearly, I think it's very clear that Jordan Love is not ready to play in the NFL. 
I mean, they, they, I mean, the, the guy said it himself. I don't think, I don't know if it was Gun Kuntz who said it or somebody else in the front office, but they said Jordan Love is a long way away, a long ways away from playing. And I think when you say something like that, I don't want to try Jordan Love in that sense, but it's almost a bad pick. Like, Yo, you don't, it's a terrible pick. You don't trade up for a number one pick and three years, four years later, he's not ready to go. Cause now right. you just, you lost your leverage. There's no exactly. There's no none. Because so it's, it, it's not like he's a baller. Right. I mean, right. to be honest with you, I, I watched his film on YouTube and I wasn't really impressed like that, but maybe it's because I know now what I know now. Maybe back then I would have watched the same footage and been like, oh, just straight. But I mean, he, he didn't do anything that's too amazing. Yeah. That's with you. I mean, I, I know I just interrupted you from making your point. I don't know if you still remembered it. My bad. No, you're good. Um, no, I was going to uh, transition to a little bit more basketball. Okay. We can, yeah, uh, we can the Jordan Love conversation. Go for it. Sorry. I just got really sidetracked. My bad. No, you good. But Go for it. Don't matter. The Knicks are in the playoffs. Knicks are in the playoffs. The Knicks are in the, Knicks playoffs, are in the playoffs for the first time since 2013. If you remember, Melo was still on the team. Knicks tape. Knicks tape. Knicks tape. Uh-huh. Um, but that might 2013 might not have been a Knicks tape year, was it? Yeah, because LeBron was still with the Heat. Mm-hmm. They didn't he didn't take away J.R. Smith and Amon Shaw yet. Um oh. from the team. They should have never left. They should have kept them three together. Melo exactly. Smith problem. Um Bro. yes. And freaking the, I just well, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you got it, you got it, you got it. No, I said people I feel like people were so sleep on Sharper. And it well, just uh, Shepard is a team player. Yeah. That's the thing. And, and Shumpert doesn't have talent like a team player, but he's absolutely a team player. He's definitely a guy, like he said it in his interview, where he's, he said, like, you know, other guys will get their 10, 15, 20 shots, and sometimes you just got to settle for your five. You know what yeah. I mean? But to be quite honest with you, if you look at his career statistics, I mean, his best year, he gave you, like, what, 10, 10, 3, and 3? Yeah, and a steal and a half, and and almost, and then like half a block. And mind you, it wasn't like he was shooting a lot of shots. He didn't start a lot of games. No, and that's off the bench, right? Yes, yes. He's, I mean, he and he's been injured a lot. That's another thing too. Yeah. Like, and I, I literally after his interview, I was like, let me look at his numbers. Wait, something crazy about Shump? Well, before we go back to the Knicks, so games played. For the season, we're not even going to do game started. Games played per season, right? There's 82 games for those of y'all who listen and not really aware of the games um, in the regular season up until this point. Um, 2011, 2012. I'm going to go from 2011, 2012 to 2020, 2021, which is this year. This year, yeah, with, with Brooklyn. Check this out. Games played 59, 45. 74, 24, 38, 54, 76, 14, 42, 20, 13, and 2. That's not a lot of games played. No. No, it's not. No, it's not. And I don't know if I don't know how many injuries he has had, but he's he's yet to complete a season. Yeah. We had that nasty knee injury. Yes. Our, you know, sheesh. 
76 is the most games you played is and that's what, that was once and that was when you was with Cleveland. When you yeah. literally you know mm-hmm. you was in a role. Yeah. You were literally a and, bench player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you was like eighth eighth man or yeah, seventh or eighth man off the bench. You know, but back to the Knicks. I just wanted to put that out there oh. for my Shumper fans. Back to the Knicks. Um, you know, interestingly enough, they're a good team, but you know, I will say this. From jump, they're definitely an Eastern Conference team, Eastern Conference playoff team. Definitely. You see them as a Western Conference playoff team. They're probably like a playing game contender. Yeah, um, maybe. They are a they very much remind me of your classic Tom Thibodeau teams. For you guys, Tom, like Thibs is the coach of Chicago when when Chicago is making those runs in the Eastern Conference semifinals, Eastern Conference finals to run into you know the the heatles um, of that time. <laughs> I think I don't think it's a coincidence that you know Derrick Rose reunites with his old coach and Derrick Rose is you know back to having numbers that he should have had, but injuries kind of prevented it. You know what I mean? Which makes you wonder, like, man, maybe coaches weren't using Derrick Rose to to his actual potential after all. No, right? Um, but you know those Tom those Thibs teams. He's had some good teams that just couldn't get to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and he builds his teams around defense. He builds his team around being scrappy. He builds his team off of running, being efficient on offense. Julius Randle is perfect for that team. Perfect. Remember, Randle was let go of by LeBron and company. Um, mm-hmm. you know, in, a, in, in today's three-ball era, he's he's kind of a a pass relic. You know, yeah. that, that forward that, that can give you that 16 to 18-foot jumper good handles, you know, can pass the ball because he's not necessarily a full-fledged three-point shooter. No, but he can hit it, though. He can He can if you leave him open. I mean, what is your prediction for the Knicks going into the playoffs? I mean, they look oh, like – who are they playing first? If the playoffs are to start today, where are they going? Um, let's see. Because that – I think that majorly matters, too. Um, Because, like, she's – if they're playing a team like the Nets, they're, they're out of the first round. Um, so I'm guessing they would be playing the Bucks at least. Um, no, they'll be playing. No, they'll be playing the seven seed. So, and that's undetermined yet. Oh, the Bucks are the number two seed now. Um, no, because they're either they're either going to play the The Bucks are the three seed. Yeah, Knicks are the six seed, aren't they? As of right now. Yes. Oh wait. Oh wait. Yeah. Yeah. They would play. Yeah. They would play the Bucks. Yeah. Because I was gonna say okay. either play the Sixers, the Nets, the Bucks, or the Hawks. I know yes. can't be the because I think that's Heat's the Heat right now. Is yeah. Gonna the Heat be, are playing the Hawks as of right and, now. There's a, yeah. there's a lot that can happen in a couple of days. And that's another team that has come back and surprised people. The Hawks. The Hawks yeah. had a bottom five record before the All Star break, I believe. Yes. And I mean, they're a great team. I think. Yeah, I I really like it. I mean, the way they play together is crazy, man. And especially um, that man Herder. Herder is nice, man. I think Herder is, is nice. I think Herder is nice. Sleep on. Do they him. have they have um they have Bogdan Bogdanovich too? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or. Uh, yeah. And then the rookie, um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to say his name, but 
he's he's great too. Which rookies? Um, they drafted him like, um, oh, Ineka Akangu. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, he could play. He could play. He could absolutely play. Yeah, you you probably said that name better than I could say it. Uh, <laughs> um, I heard but, it a couple times. <laughs> I mean, if, if anything, I mean, it, it goes to show you for those who said Trey Young's playing style couldn't translate to wins. I mean, you you might be wrong there. With the right coach, it seems like all things are possible. <laughs> right? Who is the coach over there? Um, the co- the new coach is what's his name? Lloyd Pierce. Is there? Oh wait, no, it's He's... um, no, Lloyd Pierce got fired. It's now Nate McMillan, who used to Nate be the McMillan. coach. Nate McMillan the coach is at Pacers, a good coach. right? Yes, Nate McMillan is yeah. a. He is, a good, Pacer, he is a good coach. Those Pacer teams were good. Yeah, Nate McMillan is a good coach. Remember, the thing about Nate McMillan is Nate McMillan was one of the assistant coaches for the Redeem team also. Oh. Okay. Coached with a lot of good coaches like D'Antoni and Mike Krzyzewski and Jim Beheim. And he so, coached the Blazers? Yes. Yes, he did. Okay. Nate McMillan has been good in a lot of his uh, – a lot of his uh, stops, right? And the player is Onieka Onkongu. Okay, okay. Onieka. Only reason why I know that is because Burner Boy has a song called Onieka, and it's a great song. Uh, <laughs> no, but is that going to be is, the bars of the week? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm if I'm gonna have that for underrated bars of fame. I felt like I've done that song, or at least in the But um. Their team is a very interesting team because they have yeah. they they don't really lack they don't really have a weakness per se. They have shooters, they have length, mm-hmm. have athletes, they have defense, right? They have handlers, like they're pretty good, bro. Like this, yeah. like this even Hunter, good. like Hunter was mm-hmm. not that good last year, but I can mm-hmm. tell that they've been really working on his game. Hmm. Cam Reddish is still good. They got sweet yeah. Lou. Cam Reddish, like, come on. The sweet Lou wings, you know what I'm saying? He had the crib <laughs> going where he needed to go to, you know what I'm saying? Of he course, Bogdan, Bogdanovich, day. right? That boy can shoot. Clint Capella's always been a problem. John Collins. I think when they have Collins and Capella out there at the same time, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a baby version of uh, AD and Dwight Howard. Ooh, I, okay. It's just the only, yeah. only thing is there's no shooters between those two bigs. And they got so, Gallinari. They have Delino Gallinari, very underrated player, super underrated player. But um, I like the Hogs. But you know, I don't know if they're if Making they've got runs because the Heat, the Heat turn it up in playoff time. You know how Eric Spolster do? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Butler watches the film and he do what he do. Playoff, playoff, Jimmy gonna show up. Playoff, yeah. Jimmy. And I don't, <laughs> and I don't, and after last year, people don't want to play Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy gets after it. He's he's always oh, been high, though. I felt like yeah. if they him a little bit more, the Sixers beat the Raptors easily. The year easily. that they had. So you know, I I, I don't know. I, I feel like this playoffs is going to be very interesting because there's a lot of unexpected teams in unexpected places. Like, I mean, we got the Lakers technically in the playoff. They, we have the Lakers and the Warriors in the playing game. 
Yeah, and I was about to ask you about that. How do you feel about LeBron's comments about the playing game? So I I feel like the only reason why LeBron is complaining now is because he's in it as of right exactly. now. Um, I, I think that, you know, the players complaining, I mean, they, they're supposed to complain. They're competitors, and nobody wants something that's going to hurt them in the terms of competition. I mean, exactly. think about it. Game, it's one game. So exactly. if both teams, like, if you have one bad game, it's over, right? And like right, the, so it's, it's not a best of three. It's just one game? No, no, no. It's not a best of three. So it's seven versus eight and nine versus ten. The winner of the seven and eight matchup get the number seven spot off rim. Okay. The nine versus ten loser is out. And then okay. the the nine and ten matchup play the winner of the seven eight matchup to get the eight seed. Oh wow. So okay. there's so the bottom ranked teams have to win twice. Top ranked teams, they they should only have to win the one time. Well, yeah, they only oh. have to win. Yeah, so it's kind of like, so it's kind of like putting in perspective for teams that got hot, like the Suns in the bubble, they would get a chance to, you know, make the think, playoffs. Yeah, and I think that was the inspiration behind it was that they got those teams got hot in the bubble, right? Which which makes you wonder, like, dang, like those ten, nine, eight, seven, those those teams, especially those nine and ten teams who made that late season surge. No, the players back or they finally figured out how to run their offense or whatever. Like, are we taking away from them to possibly provide us the best basketball available? Exactly. Because the Suns could not lose, bro. In the bubble, the Suns could not lose. No, Devin Booker was a a beast. He was different, bro. Like, if he can can just start playing like that again, it's over, man. Yeah, I mean, and the thing about it is he hasn't had to because he's had Chris Paul. Yeah, exactly. Provides him with a wonderful opportunity, you know. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Um, Let me tell our listeners the NBA standings right now where they stand so people can kind of get a better ideology of where these teams are. So let's start in the West. Um, If you want to interject, you you can. I don't mind, um, Willie, but um, we'll see. Into one in the Western Conference, we got the San Antonio Spurs still trying to keep in there. They're three games behind though, but they're they're in the plan. Uh, Thirty three and thirty six. Number nine, you have the Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Golden State Warriors at nine and eight. The reason why I've grouped the two of them together is because the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors, they are, um, they've clinched to play in. Spot, they've clinched it, so they're in the play in no matter what. Lakers okay. um, right now are a game out of the Dallas Mavericks and the Portland Trailblazers to see who's going to get that five, six, or seven spot. Okay, um, because they're both within a game of each other. The Lakers are forty and thirty at number seven. Dallas and Portland are forty-one and twenty-nine at six and five, respectively. Um, the top four teams. They have clinched a spot in the playoffs, which is um, the Denver Nuggets at number four, 45 and 24. Los Angeles Lakers at number three at 46 and 23. And Phoenix no, Clippers. at number two at four. My bad. I said, I said a different team. I'm tripping. Los yes. Angeles 
Clippers. I'm sorry. At 46 and 23. At number two, we got the Phoenix Suns at 48 and 21. And number one, best record in the NBA is the Utah Jazz <laughs> at <laughs> 50 and 20. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Um, the teams are eliminated. I mean, the Sacramento Kings are still keeping up with the San Antonio Spurs. They're officially not eliminated. They're a game and a half out right now. Um, the teams that are out in the Western Conference are the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, the Thunder, and the Houston Rockets. Um, in the <laughs> Eastern Conference, where this picture is a little bit more clear, Washington and Chicago are battling for that last play-in spot. Indiana, Charlotte, and Boston at numbers 9, 8, and 7, respectively, they've all clinched a play-in berth. Um, Indiana and Charlotte are tied at 33 and 36, and Boston's at 35 and 35. The two losses to Miami pretty much sealed their fate. And Jalen Brown injured his wrist and will not resume basketball activities for three months. So it's not looking too good for the Celts right now. Um, you don't like Tatum to turn up? I mean, I do, but you know, I the thing about it is, is that it can't just be Tatum. We need a number two guy. Kemba is a little inconsistent for my liking, but I, I mean, if he, on, if he could turn it on, you know, at the at the end of the season, then more, you know, more power to him. You know, we'll take the wins, right? Yeah. Um, the top six seeds in the Eastern Conference who are all locked in. You have the New York Knicks and the Miami Heat at 38 and 31. They're six and five, respectively. Number four is Atlanta at 39 and 31. Number three is Milwaukee at 44 and 25. Number two is Brooklyn at 46 and 24. Number one is Philly at 47 and 22. Um, the most interesting thing here is I'm, I'm interested to see how Brooklyn's going to do because everybody loves Brooklyn, but I don't think Brooklyn's it. I don't think so. I don't, they don't have no bigs. I don't know if you've been seeing um, Giannis work them boys. Yeah, I was last, that last oh, week. Giannis yeah, Giannis. 49 on them boys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Quick. Mm-hmm. Like within three quarters. Like, yeah. he, like they're not playing. Like the Bucks. the Bucks are a far superior team. And they could beat them in seven, but. I don't think you want to bet against a healthy Kevin Durant in the playoffs. Fair, fair, but it's going to be a shootout. And I think, like, the fact that the Nets don't really have bigs that they can rely on. I mean, DeAndre Jordan's there. I think they have another big. But, you know, Drummond has been seen throwing them around. And Giannis is giving them 40, 11, and 5. That's his average in his games against the Nets so far. <laughs> That's crazy. You know what I mean? And 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 beyond that, what's even crazier is that the last game, um Giannis went four and eight from the three point line. Four for eight from the three point line. Yeah. They left him open, man. Like Giannis was open. <laughs> I mean, they can gamble on that if they want to. They feel like he's not gonna be able to go four for eight every game. I mean, shoot, let him shoot. Yeah. But you know, he's, he's, shown he's, he's a better can. shooter than Ben Simmons. He sure is. He's shown that he can shoot, so you gotta respect it. I don't understand. Like he, like he, they've been doing it all season, leaving him open. Mm-hmm. He hits. Mm-hmm. Like 
he's I think he might be, you know, 30%, but he's still hitting it. I mean, that matters, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like regardless of the fact the Nets have a lot more to prove than the Bucks do, pressure's mm-hmm. not on anymore to make it to the playoffs. So they can just play with their ears back, especially if they make it to to that to to the stage where where they need to get to, right? Yeah. Um but yeah man, I mean I, I think that that is the playoff picture is for sure gonna be interesting going into the next couple of days. I mean the play in is in five days. Exactly. Season is almost done. Which is crazy. Uh, it's very crazy. So um let's transition to to this point. Mm-hmm. Um so the NFL, I, I just want to give the NFL a hell of props because the NFL has literally made their offseason entertaining. I agree. <laughs> like the, the draft is always a movie. They have the schedule release where the teams are on their social media and, and other yeah. places and, and they're being real fancy with the reveal of, of the schedules and stuff like that. So let me ask you this. First off, can you tell our, our, our lovely listeners your um, favorite NFL team again, please? Uh, it's Seattle Seahawks all the way. There you go. So can you tell us how you feel about your Seahawks draft? And and also did I don't know if you had if you were there on that episode where you talked about the draft. Um, but if you did not, please let us know what you think about their draft. And then furthermore, tell me what you think about their schedule. All right. Um, so when I think about their draft, we only had three picks. Um, so we kind of reached for a wide receiver. Um, this dude, uh, his name's Dwayne Esquire. With the 56 overall um, number pick, he's out of Western Michigan, and you know he's pretty much a bigger Tyler Lockett. I didn't understand the pick when we definitely need offensive linemen, but here we are. Didn't understand, but um, they then they selected um. A quarterback, um, a cornerback from Oklahoma, Trey Brown. He fits the mold of the Seahawks cornerbacks, but at the same time, he's from Oklahoma. I feel like Big Twelve, like you never draft Big Twelve corners. I don't know. And then um, with the last pick, it was this offensive lineman, Stone from the University of Florida. I haven't really seen him that much, but he seemed like somebody decent, so he might be like our swing guard or something. Um, but overall, with the schedule, you know, it's um, it's a whole, whole bunch of road games per usual. Uh, let's see. Uh, the traveling from coast to coast is what really kills you guys. And Yeah, it's all over the place, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Um, they do have um, five primetime games, though, three Sunday night games and two Monday night football games. So that's always good. There's um, I know there's one that is against the there's I, there's one against the Rams. There's another one against the Steelers, and the last one is against the I think it's against the forty. It's either the um, football team or the Forty ers one or the other. Okay. Okay. I like that. So a couple of things. So from the schedule night, first and foremost, it's interesting. The Bucks will be featured on five primetime games this season. Yeah. They're playing five 
last season, which gives them 10 total primetime games since Brady's come over, right? Of course. 2013 to 2019, you know how many games Tampa was featuring in in primetime? I would say zero. Ten. Ten. Ten in total from 2013. 13 to 19. Yes. So two years, you have ten. Six years, you have ten. That's crazy. That's the Tom Brady effect. Yeah, early, right? And then, good good shout-out to the NFL. They got all 32 teams a primetime game. Oh, well, that's great. Uh, yes, sir. Um, they're they're yeah. having their bye week begin in week six, which is the latest start for bye weeks. All right? Okay. Um, they say this time around is the Steelers that have the toughest strength of schedule based on their opponent's winning percentage. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be – um, they also did a really good job of setting up some of these matchups. Um, you have uh, Aaron Rodgers, and this Maybe. was so they have Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers going to play against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, which is interesting, right? Here's the reason why it's interesting. They made that game the late game, the 430 game. Do you know what game is at the same time, but just on a different frequency? Um, maybe the Cowboys and somebody. The Denver Broncos game. So, Jesse, if he goes to the Broncos, you ain't got to change games. You just got to just switch it over. You ain't got to even go to a different place. <laughs> go start and mess it up and try to start from scratch. Nah, just plug and play. That's just what we got going on. Right? Um, so, that's interesting. Um, and you also have the Jaguars facing the Jets. So it's going to be number one pick versus number two pick. Oh, that's a prime time? I don't think so. Oh, I was about to say, if that was a prime time game, that that would be a good prime time game, you know? Because, you know, know, who wants to see the Jaguars or the Jets in prime time? You know, so that would be a perfect – they should let me do the schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, you have the uh, Jaguars again going up against the Bengals. So you're going to have Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow going at it this time professionally, right? Ooh. Yeah. It's going to be Ooh. interesting. You know Joe I mean? Burrow. Don't do that. Joe Burrow was a bad man. <laughs> Don't do that. And then just to give you an idea of where the NFL is going with their direction – which I thought was cool. One of their first games of the season is the Cowboys playing against the Bucks. Right, that's week one. Yep, that's week yep. one. Your your top your top brand technically, um, you know, going up against your mm-hmm. your top what was the top players in the league? Yeah, I would say your top player in the league. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And I'm excited to see Dak back on the field, man. Mm-hmm. That man had a long road to recovery, but he back. <laughs> You're right. Gone for too long. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, um, sorry. Go ahead, bro. No, no, go ahead. Um, got- I don't know if you saw, but the Chiefs have traded for Mike Hughes, the oh, former number. I see that. The former number one corner for the Minnesota Vikings. First round pick, they declined his option. You see, and now this is the second player who you know was on his fifth year option was a former 
first or second round pick that the Chiefs have picked up, including um, Orlando Brown, right? Yep, trying to say it, trying to say, yep, that's the name, trying to say that cap space. <laughs> exactly, but they're going to eventually have to pay these boys, you know? Of course. Like, in Orlando Brown, you're not going to want to let him go in free agency. Mike Hughes, of course, you know, maybe. But, you know, if all they had to trade was a six-round pick for a first-round talent, it might be worth it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the, the whole point being is, when that fifth year option is always a weird one, right? Because mm-hmm. you, when your team picks your picks your option up, you know, like the the whole standpoint here is like, oh, like what is the reasoning for not picking up that option? You know what I mean? Like, why did they not pick up my option? Like, what's going on? What's wrong? What are we doing incorrectly? What mm-hmm. is it that the team sees that makes them not want to pick up my option? Right. Yeah. Like like Baker Mayfield, they picked up the team, picked up his option. They didn't give him a contract extension. So the question that you got to ask yourself here is, is this like is this because they don't think I'm capable enough to get to get us to the Super Bowl? Are they waiting for another quarterback to come in and take the helm? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is it? Because I would well, rather, as a player, I would much rather you not pick up my option. Don't so pick I can up my leave team. earlier. So I can leave and go to a team where right. I can can contribute. You know I what I mean? Like, but you I mean, know, they picked they... they picked him up. He's still a first round, second round talent. No. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, the Seahawks did the same thing with Rashawn Penny. I mean, but he's he's barely played in the three years. You know. And you know the, that was always a weird pick for me. Um, yeah. And why it's been a weird pick for me is because. You know, Penny and Carson have kind of been the same player. Explosive yeah. when they're available, but mm-hmm. they get hurt. No. They get hurt. Like, you had Rashad Penny as an insurance player. I remember that season. Mm-hmm. I don't know if second season in the league or his rookie year. Carson gets hurt, and Penny picks up Takes right off and plays four or five good games, and yes. he gets hurt. And it's like <laughs> – Yes, and I thought I thought he was taking the job, man. Like I thought he was because he his speed is different. You yeah. know, like yeah, like Carson Carson's big. He going he can run, but Penny was a different type of speed, and he had that home run. Like oh, I can break a seventy yard touchdown, no problem, and I'm not getting ran down. But then right. he just kept getting hurt. Right. Right, agreed, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be real interesting to see, you know, like there's a lot of players that's gonna be going to that option. It's gonna be a lot of players after this year that's gonna you know be franchise tag or have to worry about the franchise tag or worry about the extension. And mind you, this year there's an extra game. Exactly, seventeen games. A lot of, a lot of players aren't really gonna have that excuse as to you know where they're going or what they're doing or, mm-hmm. or what have you. So. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Like they they do have a lot of good games. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of of movement. You know this this NFL offseason has been very interesting to say the least. Yeah. Um, wanted to before you get to your next point, Willie. I wanted to talk about the Patriots schedule. Oh, of course. Say something that's very interesting. I think that this season is very suitable to the Patriots having a good year. Here's the reason why I say this. 
Okay. Belichick is known for making the first, like first year, second year, third year quarterbacks games a living nightmare. And this year, that's really a lot of the teams that he's playing against, right? We start the season off against the Dolphins. That's Tua. Yeah. See the Jets. That's Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be interesting because we got to see, is it Taysom? Is it Jameis? Jameis. Offense are we going to look at, right? I mean, you say it's Jameis, but that sounds good. It sounds I, good. I would like to see Jameis Winston as a starting quarterback. Because Me too. I now, think he really liked that. Yeah, I, I think he's good. Now, what's interesting and gives him a chance is everybody was talking about Taysom getting the contract, but it has been revealed that his contract is voidable. Yeah, it's fully void- voidable. So what that's telling you is, is we're not putting all our eggs in this basket quite yet. No. Right? Um, he- so the Saints is gonna be is gonna be interesting. It is. We see the Bucks. So Tom mm-hmm. Brady's New England for the first time. Do you know how much their nosebleeds are? I that saw that it was twelve hundred dollars. It is now fourteen hundred, and they said that if it doesn't get sold out to full capacity, they're like they can see upwards to two bands plus because they know those seats will be. They know those seats will be bought. Right. Definitely. After that, we see the Texans dysfunctional. Cowboys is going to give us some issues, but it all depends because their line is old. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we, we're not going to mention it quite yet this week because we're going to wait for next week. But, you know, we have the, the Madden League, the Balls Madden League, and I have Whoa. the Cowboys. And, and my line is 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 rickety, rackety, and old. When they play, they're good, but they get hurt a lot. So, you know, we don't <laughs> back to the Jets. Jets, again, dysfunctional. Chargers, Justin Herbert, he's young. We're going to see how he performs. Um, mm-hmm. That's Sam Darnold. We we kind of know Sam Darnold pretty well. Now, he has better weapons, so we'll see how that works out. Robbie Anderson's back. Yeah, Falcons is going to be a good game. Titans going to be a good game. Bill's going to be a good game. Cole's going to be a good game. And then we see the Jaguars and the Dolphins again. So the Patriots could actually put together a good campaign this year. And, and make a decent little playoff run, to be honest with you, and get all those opt-out players back, which is which is crucially, crucially important. Crucially yeah. important. You know what I mean? So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, we definitely got to wait for, for Buddha and Dylan. We want to see what Dylan thinks about his guys, um, which yeah. is the same guy, and see how Buddha feels <laughs> about the Raiders. You know? We don't want to get into all of that quite yet, right? Um, but, yeah, man, I mean – NFL is definitely going to be interesting for sure. Definitely, for sure. I definitely agree. And then um, I don't think I don't know if you did you talk about. I don't know if we talked about Teddy Bridgewater. No, we did not talk about Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is officially a Denver Bronco. Is he the starter? I would assume so. I would, would assume up, yes, right? If yeah, I wouldn't pick up Teddy Bridgewater if I didn't want him to be a starter. Now the thing about Teddy Bridgewater is he's created a nice little niche, a little nice little niche for himself where he's like a transitional quarterback, right? Like yes. you put him in positions to transition to your next guy. So that's bad news for um what's the name of their quarterback? What's the name of the Broncos quarterback? Drew Locke. Drew Locke. That's a bad that's a bad look for Drew. I don't know if they brought him there for competition to kind of push Drew along the way, or if it's just all right, Drew, like you might not be it. So we got this, we got this insurance plan. To make sure that you know, 
things don't. I think things that's don't. really what it was. It was like yeah, you didn't play well last year. You lost us a lot of games. Right. To, we we have our defense is not young anymore. The boys right. get old, and they. Right. And in order to to win Super Bowls, y'all got to be good again. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. And 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 offense isn't. Offense isn't terrible. They got good pieces. They got weapons, man. They do have good pieces. They so got Melvin is- Gordon. They just drafted um Javante Williams. They got mm-hmm. Judy. They got Hamler. Mm-hmm. They got mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton. Sutton. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they got that other running back, don't they? They don't they, do they still have Patrick Lindsay? No, Patrick Lindsay is now on the Texans. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. See, that's why we keep you around, bro. We can <laughs> You know, in the, the 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 particulars, you know what I mean. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be. I think that with all this movement, mm-hmm. you know, I really want to see how these teams are going to perform. Like I think definitely. of the, the Cleveland Browns. Like people have been hyping up the Cleveland. Browns. I don't understand that on the side of the ball. It's going to be nine new starters that were yeah. playing. You know, so it's like, is it going to, is it going to stick? Are them boys really going to have it together to where they can put a good roster together, a good depth chart together, a good rotation together to where it leads to wins? You know, because their weakness was the back end. And I and I give the Browns the props. They definitely overloaded on that back end to make sure that their defensive secondary oh, team. For sure. They made good, they made good moves. They made good moves. I'm really, really looking forward to that. Really, really looking forward to that. Um, Tim Tebow was signed by the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars. How how you feel about that one? I think Tim Tebow is picked up for one of three reasons. Number one, maybe he's going to be there to help locker room culture. Agree. Two, maybe him and Urban are just that. Maybe they're that as cool as we think they are, and they are. And he's getting him a check so he can pick up that pension. Yeah. <laughs> um, or remember, Jacksonville is Gator territory. Exactly. So are we, are we picking him up so we can get more butts and seats? Because, you know, he's yes. from Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken. I think he went to Bowles High School, yeah. right, which is Jacksonville. Is it not or close to Jacksonville? It's Jacksonville. He went to Florida and became a Florida legend where he's – I don't think he lost to Georgia during his time as quarterback in the Florida-Georgia game in Jacksonville. So, you know, it might get more butts and seats. So I don't think it's because he can play. Um, The reason why I say that is because, you know, Tim Tebow, as great of an athlete as he is, he was a great athlete in college. And I was explaining this to my my high school athletes today because I have an eight-period leadership class with them. And I was like, Tim Tebow was good in college. Being Mm -hmm. an being a superb athlete in college isn't as difficult as people think. Now, being a superb athlete in general is something to be applauded and is something mm-hmm. to be respected. I am not a superb athlete by any means of the word. I'm decently athletic, but I'm in no way, shape, or form a superb athlete. So when I see a superb athlete, I will give them their props. But a superb athlete in college doesn't mean that you're going to be a superb athlete in the pros. Here's why mm-hmm. I say that. When you look at the pros, you look at the NFL, the NFL has 32 teams of mm-hmm. rock 60 plus players. Those is literally the best 60 players in that in the area. World. 
And, and exactly. These are the <laughs> best the guys. <laughs> now, when we're talking about 32 teams of about 60 guys before we get into practice squad, right? if we crunch the numbers correctly, that's about a little under 2,000 players, right? Okay. Um, in the NCAA alone, there's about 125 programs. In D1, just, just the football mm-hmm. uh, whole subdivision, there's 125 teams. Those rosters can carry up to like 70, 80 players. That is 10,000 plus players. So that is an influx of 8,000 more athletes that come to play college football, right? And this is not just, we're just talking D1. We didn't bring in D1 AA or nowadays known as the FCS. We didn't bring in D2. We didn't bring in D3. We didn't bring in NAIA. And we didn't bring up junior colleges, right? (laughs) The talent pool is thin. Yeah. It's a thin talent pool. This is exactly the reason why black quarterbacks were given more love in the college system way quicker than the NFL system because you had to get a leg up. And what mm-hmm. better to have than a quarterback that can move? Exactly. Realizes in the old days, the defenses were better because they were playing 11 on 10. Yeah. They were playing 11 on 10 because the quarterback was doing nothing but releasing the rock. Now, when you have a mobile quarterback, you make the game 11 on 11. Mm -hmm. To account for the quarterback, right? So you have the guys like the Lamars, the the Vince Youngs. uh, Back in the day, there used to be Michael Bishop. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Mike Vick, uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor. We can go down the list of mobile black quarterbacks that came in. Randall Cunningham. And didn't Randall listen, Randall Cunningham, buddy Ryan, his head coach was ahead of his time. He had Randall Cunningham out there as a starting black quarterback in 1988, 1989. Yeah. Bro, that is ahead, ahead of his time. Now, there were other black quarterbacks. I think um John Briscoe was a starting quarterback. Of course, you got Doug Williams, and then there's a for the Steelers, I forget his name, but there were other um, black stars. Cordell Stewart, but that was no Cordell, Cordell Stewart, Stewart, but he was later. slash. He, he came, but that was yeah, later, he came right? after Randall Cunningham. Yes, the there was another black quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers um, in the seventies, actually. In the seventies, oh wow! Mm-hmm. In the seventies, Joe Gillum, that's his name. Gillum, Gillum, yes, Joe Gillum, and, and and you know, so black quarterbacks weren't necessarily an anomaly, yeah, but. Cunningham was put in the forefront like, hey, you're our guy. Like, mm-hmm. you're you're the face of this franchise right now. Exactly, right? and he was. That was and, and, and Warren Moon came on, but Warren Moon was already in the – he was in the CFL for like 10 years and won like five of his great cups. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So it's like the, that talent pool. And speaking in the CFL, think about it like this. We can get out of the black quarterback range, and we could just talk about mobile, even smaller quarterbacks like Doug Flutie, for example – was the man yeah. in the NFL before he got into the yeah, NFL? He was. He was the man. Do you know that Doug Flutie is like he's it's unmentioned, but he's really the quarterback that popularizes the back shoulder throw. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't yes, know. He popularized the back shoulder throw. He also popularized the moving pocket. He also popularized passing lanes. Like if it's not for Doug Flutie, Drew Brees doesn't get on. And you know who the and the, yes, and you know who the starting quarterback was for the Chargers when they drafted Drew Brees, Doug Flutie. Uh, oh um, wow! 
Yeah. So, I mean, these these connections are there. So back to what we're saying about Tebow, this talent pool in the in the in the college level is massive. Yeah. Then you take, you take the macro and you make it micro and now you go to the NFL where it's the mm-hmm. best of the best. Exactly. And I, I don't think exposed. people realize that, though. Yeah, it's the best of the best. It doesn't mean Tebow's a bad athlete. He's just not he's not he's not next level. He's superb. Right? right. Because he's baseball. But I mean, think about it. Even in baseball, he couldn't get past the minor leagues. Yeah. For the Mets, who were trash. <laughs> the yeah, like he could have easily been on like if he would have been, you know, an elite athlete, he could have easily been on the Mets roster last year. They were That's terrible. all I'm saying. Because we yeah. have football players who's made that transition and they played baseball. We got John Jackson. We got Bo Jackson. We got Kyler Murray. We got Deion Sanders. We got baseball players who played football. They didn't play in the NFL, but you. Well, Hayden Hurst. Hey, say again. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. So there is, you see what I'm saying? So there's guys that play a little combination of the two. He is not that guy. No. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I know we love Tebow. And the thing about Tebow is, I, I, I'm going to say this, and I don't want to repeat this ever again because I don't want to sound like a fanboy, but I want him to do good so bad. Yeah. You know, I want him to do good so bad because he's just – he seems to be an all-around good guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He does a lot. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's an all-around good guy. He doesn't cause any issues. He, he's rah-rah, let's-go team type attitude, but it just – doesn't work out. And beyond that, he is a tight end now, and okay. his measurables are small. What is he at? Measurables are small. He's six foot three, 255 pounds. That man getting moved around. Bro, he's gonna, I think he's an age back. Oh, he um he running like that Kyle Use chick. Yo, now check this out. Now, what's funny is when he came out for the NFL and he was in the draft, they suggested him moving to age back. Mm, I do remember that. And now even um even Bill Belichick tried to make him that. And then he said no. Bill, Bill Belichick said you can be a solid age back. And now look at him. What is he probably gonna play? Age back. Exactly. Bro, you could, you're you, like seven years too late. You could have been exactly. just before just chip. Exactly. Oh, you, you could have, you could have went to the Hall of Fame as an eighth back. Really? Because honestly, I think that when all is said and done, I know this is going to sound crazy. A lot of people don't know this name, but I personally feel like Chris Cooley could have a chance to get into the Hall of Fame. Wow. His numbers isn't phenomenal, but. He popularizes the H-back, tight end, fullback hybrid. He's the first one to think of. I agree. And, yeah, I think when – I think if you're, you know, you're like a pioneer like that, you have to go in the Hall of Fame. Because even – because when you think about it, Chris Cooley was doing the stuff that – what's his name? Shit. Tight end, 49ers. Oh, Kittle? Greg Kittle? Yeah. Well, Greg, well, um, no, George, is it George Kittle? George Kittle. I said Greg. Yeah. yeah. George. George Kittle. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what George Kittle is doing, Chris Cooley was doing with the, with, um, the rest, well, the football team. 
Yes, bro. Now, what was the good save? I see you, boy. You're here. You know, but here's, here's the thing about about Cooley that that interests me the most, and this is why I'm like, dang, like he might have a chance. So he only played um, nine years in the league, and he okay. only had he only played legitimately five full seasons. Okay. Because his first, his rookie year, he plays nine out of, he starts nine out of 16 games. He gives okay. you 13 yards and six touchdowns, right? Okay. So That's straight. With the exception of the 2009 season where he plays seven games, the 2011 season where he plays five, and the 2012 season where he starts two but is in nine games. But, I mean, he really plays two. His full seasons, he had 71 receptions, 774 yards, seven touchdowns. 57 receptions, 734 yards, six touchdowns. 66 receptions, 786 touchdowns. I mean, 786 yards, six and eight touchdowns. 83 receptions, 849 yards and a touchdown. 77 receptions, 849 yards and three touchdowns. Right? His yeah. his five years, he had 332 yards receiving and two touchdowns. I'm looking at it like this: If you're going to put Julian Edelman up in the conversation for Hall of Fame at some point in time, Chris Cooley also deserves that. Exactly, but. There, I think we need to have a conversation of why Heinz Ward is not involved. Well, I think Heinz, Heinz Ward is tough to put in the Hall of Fame because Heinz never – his game wasn't loud. He was in Pittsburgh, which was a run first team. You know what I mean? And, and he's, he, wasn't, he wasn't like a, a personality. Wide receivers get forgotten a lot if they're not a personality. There's a bunch of wide receivers we can think about that had good numbers that we don't talk about. But he's 14th in receptions all time. Okay. Okay. He has he's 42nd in touchdowns. Okay. Um, let's see. He um he's uh, no, he was never all pro. He he, he has was never all pro. Um, he had four straight thousand yard seasons. Okay. I mean, but there's guys who have better numbers who are still, I don't think they're in the hall of fame. I can think of Tory Holt. Tory Holt wasn't much of a personality. He's not in the hall of fame, better numbers than Heinz Ward. Um, Olden, he wasn't much of a personality, better numbers than Heinz Ward. He's not in the hall. Um, Andre Johnson, he's not in the hall. Reggie Wayne, he's not in the hall. Steve Smith, he's not in the hall. And I mean, they got their obviously they're in their first couple of years of of eligibility. Uh, eligibility, but those guys were better than Heinz Ward. And then on top of that, you have guys who have yet to retire who have better numbers than Heinz Ward. You still got AD. Jason, you got Julio Jones, you've got old school Irving Fryer. Um, you got Jimmy Smith. You got Brandon Marshall. Before we even talk about Heinz Ward, okay, okay. see what I'm saying? And those guys were not they they weren't personalities. I see Chad Johnson getting ahead of Heinz Ward, and Heinz Ward's numbers is better than Chad Johnson. But Chad was a personality. As a wide receiver, you kind of had to be a personality. Same thing with corners. There's a yeah. great won't get into the hall because they weren't they didn't have the personality. You know what I mean? And I think that matters. You know what I mean? I think like the only positions where it's really about pure numbers is quarterback and running back. Pure numbers. Like pure numbers will get you into the hall. Okay. You know what I mean? Because Adrian Peterson doesn't have much of a personality, but 
He's that guy. Yeah. See what I'm like, like those, those elements matter. You know what I mean? And, and, and again, I think that Tim changed the game. If he would have just been humble and just stayed with his age back, he definitely wasn't a Lamar. Like I no. understand Lamar saying, I don't want to change positions, but Lamar actually has arm talent. Tim yeah. Tebow, arm talent. And no. he, Went for the gusto. He did stood up for what he believed in. He should have did back, especially if you're doing it now, eight years later. Exactly. Like, oh, I want to get in the league, so let me do what I got to do. Right. Like this is ridiculous. It's too little late. And I mean, I guess Urban Meyer, whatever. Like he's already. I don't know how well what he's doing is going to translate with the NFL. This isn't college anymore. He tried to do that with the Iowa coach for the strength and conditioning coach and try to see if he could sneak him in. That didn't work. Now you got Tebow coming in. And, like, there's other guys. There are free agents right now, way better than Tebow, that aren't getting that chance. I mean, what's up with Cap? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell, bro? You know know what's up with Cap. Unbelievable, bro. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And, like, if if you go through as far as the top guys who are available as free agents, right? Let's just go through the top 25 guys. You got mm-hmm. Sheldon Richardson, Steve Nelson. Well, let me say the names that people know. Sheldon Richardson, Russell Okung, Melvin Ingram, Richard Sherman, Justin Houston, K.J. Wright, Olivier Vernon, Le'Veon Bell, Malik Hooker, um, Trey Boston, Jarrell Casey, Geno Atkins, Todd Gurley, Duke Johnson, our guys who don't have teams, they don't have teams, but yet Tebow is about to get a contract. Yo, even Melvin Ingram. I don't, I don't think, I don't know. If and and the Jaguars need defensive help. I said yeah. a couple of guys that can help him out. I said Geno Atkins. Bro, I said Gino Atkins was all pro like three years ago. <laughs> Malik Hooker, <laughs> Olivier Vernon, KJ Wright. Richard Sherman, Justin yeah. Houston, Brian Poole? Bro, what's up, bro? Yeah, exactly. You know that's, you need that's why I think people are gonna be upset, bro. Yes. I agree. You you know you have needs. You don't need a H back. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like that's absolutely insane. Now, if he's gonna be a cheap ass four hundred and eighty thousand dollar contract, I guess. But yeah. he's a for space. He's gonna fill, yeah, exactly. He's gonna fill seats on the minimum. It's a roster space. <laughs> they gonna watch it's not like the up. man. It's not like the man don't got money. The man was doing the whole freaking. He had a contract before because isn't he like a first or second rounder? Tim Tebow. Yeah, or he was a first rounder. He was a first rounder. Tim Tebow's net worth is around like five to ten mil. Because he also did broadcasting. Yeah. For college yeah. football. And you yeah, know, he's getting paid in the minors and he got his contract for the NFL, like ridiculous, bro. You got guys who need to feed families out there with no with no with no roster space. You know, it's it's I don't know. Like I get I, I kind of get it, I guess, from Urban Meyer's standpoint, but I don't see the locker room riding with this one. I don't think so. Tebow going Tebow gonna have to do some amazing shit. Right. He's gonna have to do some amazing shit, but we're gonna see. So before doing underrated bars of fame, I just wanted to, you know, um, gauge, you know, how you feel. Um, so the NBA Hall of Fame is going to have their ceremony, I believe, 
next week, right? Mm, no, I think it's going to be for some reason. I feel like it's this week. Yeah. I feel like it's gonna be this week. Why is it? If it May fifteenth, May fifteenth. Oh, okay, I almost thought May fifteenth. I was like, wait. <laughs> May 15th. So, you know, this class is pretty good. You know, you got um you got quite the list. And you got quite the list. Um, you know, of course, um you got three top 20 players. Yes. Yes, you do. You have um you have if I'm not mistaken, Kevin Tim. Garnett. Oh, yeah, Tim Duncan. Right? Um and you have also I feel like I'm missing somebody. The bean. Other than Kobe. Um, uh, I think Tamika Catchings, I believe. Oh, Tamika Catchings, she was a hooper. Yeah, I remember. She was she was um, a hooper in the day. Um and wait. of course there's Kobe. a bunch of nominees, but I don't see Okay. Yeah. Okay, and Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. Oh, yes. Kim um, Malonke. Yes. um... Yes. So you have, so you have, you have people, right? You have people. Um, So, you know, that's, that's, that's just what it is. Um, So Kobe, interestingly enough, um, is going to be presented by Michael Jordan. Um, Of course. And, and what's interesting is um, Kobe Bryant, I believe, through – I cannot remember who the reporter is, and I should have got it, but um, this through Jackie uh, McMullen. She, she's, she's done a lot of work with the Boston area. That's why I remember her. She's done a lot of work with Boston area teams. She reveals – Jordan tells her – their last text conversation. Um, and Jordan says that he's kept those text messages, even if they inevitably bring a tear to his eye. He says, quote unquote, he was just so happy. He was doing so well. Um, Bryant texted Jordan. Jordan has a tequila call, Sincoro tequila, which he sent to Kobe. And he said, the tequila is awesome. Jordan responded, thank you, my brother. Bryant responds, yes, sir. Family good. Jordan says, all good. Yours. He says, all good. And then he says, happy holidays. Jordan texted to Kobe. And then he said, um, hope to catch up soon, Coach Kobe. He said, ah, back at you, man. He said, hey, Coach, I'm sitting on the bench right now. We're blowing this team out 45 to eight. <laughs> and that was their last text conversation. Um, needless to say, I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan's speech is going to give us all the feels. Um because you know it, it's almost like that was the passing of the torch, and you know Jordan and Kobe were supposed to be like our old heads, yeah. Um, or, which is what we were looking for, which is what we wanted. Um, and unfortunately, that that's that's not going to be. So, you know, uh, rest in peace to Kobe. Um, well deserved uh, Hall of Fame induction. Um, we will be watching on the fifteenth. I, I, that's 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 what I have. I don't know if you have any final thoughts, anything that you want to share with the people. Um, oh, the Dodgers have been sliding. <laughs> they, that is your team. 
That is your mm-hmm. team. Do you want to? Do you want to make a mention of that before we get into underrated bars of fame? Them boys have been sliding. The offense. I don't know where them boys at, but they need to come back. <laughs> um, you know, Bellinger's still hurt. He got a hairline fracture. Um, Bed says not been playing his greatest baseball. Our pitching, man. The pitching. The pitching is on every game. You're but, starting you know, pitching. Y'all ain't got no bullpen. Yeah. Because um, Dustin you know, May. don't know. For those of y'all who don't know, those listeners who, who have baseball, I don't mean to interrupt you, mm-hmm. but have your starting pitcher who will give you about six to seven, possibly eight innings. And you have your bullpen. Your bullpen is full of guys. You have like middle relievers who is like your guys who can come in in the middle of the game if your pitcher doesn't start off well. You have your setup man who might come in that eighth inning and do like three outs. And you have your closer. Your closer usually only does your ninth inning. That's your guy that gets you the win. So a lot of times the Dodgers have gone into the sixth, seventh, or eighth inning with a win, and then they end up losing the game because they ain't got no bullpen. They're, the Dodgers are the Brooklyn Nets of Major League Baseball. <laughs> All <laughs> offense, solid pitching, no bench, no depth. Stop the big man. Yeah, Carry your point wild. blank. You're so and wild. the Dodgers and and the Dodgers are my NL team. I love the Red Sox, but I've liked the Dodgers for as long as I possibly can remember. So, yeah. you know, it's just disappointing. The Padres, they're, is. they're like third place in the NL West. Hey. Way to end things on a sour note, Willie. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, underrated bars of fame. I wanted to do something a little different today. Um, Usually we do hip-hop, we do old school, we do R&B. But we're going to go back to the pop lane, and we're going to do the Jonas Brothers. We're going to do the song Sucker is a great song. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to it, but I highly suggest you listen to it. It's a great listen. Um, And I'm going to read you these underrated bars of fame. Jonas Brothers, Sucker. We go together. Better than birds of a feather, you and me. We change the weather. Yeah, I'm feeling heat in December when you're around me. I've been dancing on top of cars and stumbling out of bars. I follow you through the dark, can't get enough. You're the medicine and the pain, the tattoo inside my brain, and baby, you know it's obvious. I'm a sucker for you. You say the word and I'll go anywhere blindly. I'm a sucker for you. Any road you take, you know that you'll find me. I'm a sucker for all of the subliminal things no one knows about you, about you, about you. And you're making the typical me break my typical is true. I'm a sucker for you. Yeah. Don't complicate it. Because I know you and you know everything about me. I can't remember all of the nights I don't remember when you're around me. I've been dancing on top of cars and stumbling out of bars. I follow you through the dark. Can't get enough. You're the medicine and the pain, the tattoo inside my brain. And baby, you know it's obvious. I'm a sucker for you. You say the word and I'll go anywhere blindly. I'm a sucker for you. Yeah. Any road you take, you know that you'll find me. I'm a sucker for all the subliminal things no one knows about you, about you, about you. And you're making the typical me break my typical rules. It's true. I'm a sucker for you. Sucker. Jonas Brothers. Underrated bars of fame. I'm telling you, that's bars. He's not... Foolish as hell. <laughs> oh, how? That is underrated bars of fame. He's snapping. Underrated. He's a sucker yep. for her. 
You know what I'm saying? I think they might have had a bad breakup or whatever the case may be, right? And he's he's talking about her. He's, you know, he's got her. I mean, she's got him feeling away. He's probably trying to drink the pain away or trying to act like he don't need her. And he's out having a good time. And he's overdoing it because he's off center because he's a sucker for the shorty. For her. Okay. You see what I'm that's saying? And like underrated, underrated bars, you right. Listen, that song, that song is it's a solid song. You know, he's infatuated, you know, and they would go great lengths for that for that particular individual. You know, it's 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 very nice. It's very well crafted. You guys should take give it a listen and let me know how you think. Or let me know how. Right. Um, well, Buddha's not here, unfortunately. Um, and, and it's it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy and it hurts my it hurts my heart because usually we do the the uh the, the outro, but it's okay. Hey, um I can tell you guys where you can reach us on email. It's ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. Um, I can also tell you where to reach us on Twitter. It's balls underscore podcast. And I can also tell you where you can reach us on Instagram. It's balls underscore sports underscore podcast. And you can also find us on Facebook, Balls Sports Podcast. We're trying to take over the world one platform at a time. Make sure you guys give us a follow. Make sure you guys show us some love. Make sure you leave some comments. Show us, slide us a DM. Let us know what you think about the show. You know, Willie, I don't know if you got anything to say. You know, this second or your third maybe completed episode you're almost went in with the squad now how do you feel uh, i feel great i just um hope i can be on the podcast some more i like talking sports with y'all uh, you know we got to talk to the boys we might you know slide your little contract extension you know what i mean make your 10 day a two-way and then eventually <laughs> deal we'll see how that goes you know what i mean oh for but sure appreciate you for filling in you know what i mean i know buddha and, and dylan are beyond ecstatic to have you you know come through with us and you know yeah. you, had a lot more surprises along the way. With that being said, we are done. I believe this is the 189th time. So we're approaching 200. We're almost there. Um, y'all can be listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but you're listening to us and we really appreciate that. Just keep giving us these listens. Keep giving us these clicks and we're going to keep giving you this content to ride to and vibe to and potentially get high to. <laughs> like Wheezy, we're out of here. Like them boys say, bios, silly, you know what? Little scallywags. Willie, I don't know if you got anything to say. Sign us out, Willie. Sign us out. It's been real. <laughs> there it is, my boy. We out of here.